Over 200,000 of the homeless people in the United States of America are women and girls. The most needed and understocked item in homeless shelters, feminine hygiene products. Joy Road Media is proud to tell you about the Clean Love Project. The Clean Love Project's mission is to help women and young girls feel clean, loved, and empowered by distributing clean love kits to alleviate their hygiene needs. Go to thecleanloveproject.org to find out how you can help. The Clean Love Project focuses on the Metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of the Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. Hey everybody and welcome to the Are You Listening podcast where two friends sit down and talk about music for a little while. My name's Scott. I'm here with my good friend Brand. Brand, how are you today? I'm doing all right. I- I'm still not convinced it's you. <laughs> Even though I can see you, hearing yeah. you, it, you're 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 going through a little bit of a a sick patch right now. But we'll a little bit, a we'll little bit. I'm a little bit off, a little bit off. But I'm I'm doing all right. You sound like a drunkard. You, <laughs> Do I? Yeah, I'm gonna start slurring my words real soon when I get okay. into these names. Probably right. Isn't that? Well, that's every episode. You can, <laughs> you can't judge your 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 voice based on how well you can say names because oof, no, right. No, I, I got these names, but we're here. Uh, it's the, the first week of the new year. It's 2024 now. It's crazy. First record of 2024. It does feel weird. And I probably won't remember uh, it's 2024 till about May. So <laughs> are you a New Year's resolution kind of guy? Um, No, no, I don't think so. No. Not really. Me neither. There'll, there'll be things that I do, and this is how all of these things start. Like, me rating everything that I, li- that I listen to and writing things down. I think it all started mm. from, like, oh, I wonder what I do this year. And then it just turned into something that I do every year. Oh, so yeah. So I don't think I need to add more shit for myself. <laughs> right. Because you rate every single piece of media you take on throughout the year. It's a tiny bit more like the first year I did it. Yes, it was very strict, but I've been yeah. a little more lax where, well, not only, especially if I've seen it before and I know it's rated, I don't care. Oh, okay. But there are things now that like, I'll start, I'll, I'll just throw a movie on that. I know I didn't rate, but I'm not going to finish it. And then I'll just watch mm-hmm. some of it and fall asleep. And then I don't count that. Oh, okay. I also, I don't count the records we do for the show because, because we do it for the show because we do it for the show. And I don't count. I don't write down vinyl I listen to unless I'm setting out to do like a review of that record. Oh, okay. So, but, but like I do have, (laughs) I still have a, um, an app. I might be one of the only people left that still uses last FM to track what I listen to yearly. Oh, okay. So I didn't know. I I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. When I listen to a vinyl, I will put it into last FM and there's actually a, a thing on Discogs where you can like, 
you know, scrabble on last FM straight out of the Discogs app. So, Oh, okay. I'm not much of a new year's resolution type guy either. I just try to be the best me I can be every day. Yeah. And you're going to run a marathon this year though. Yes. Yeah, I am. I mean, that's not really a resolution. That was just me. It's a life resolution. I suppose. Yeah. Okay. We, we can count that. I have a few, I have a few bigger races that I'm going to do this year that I'm really stoked on. I got one in May that's like 15 miles. So that'll be the longest race I run. But then, yeah, okay. my full marathon will be later this year. I'm pretty stoked on. And then you got the, what is that September? You got the Barkley marathons. You're going to do that. Um, oh boy. No, that's <laughs> never going to happen. <laughs> I think that you usually that. takes place early in the year. I think that usually takes place in March. If I like, yeah, I read I a book on it. I think it's usually in March, and there's no way, dude. Like, okay. there's. That's, I mean, that's way too cold. A year ago, Scott would have said he would never do a marathon. So, that's that's one hundred percent true. That's one hundred percent true. <laughs> so you never know. We can't shut that door. We never know. <laughs> you know what? I'm open to the possibility, and if I ever get invited or find a way to get into it, I will try my hardest to run a hundred miles in three days i mean isn't three laps they call that the fun run isn't that like the biggest accomplishment yeah. like f- five laps is the is the the finish five laps is three the, laps. the full yeah three laps yeah. is a fun run yeah but that's three marathons worth of running yeah, yeah. <laughs> well yeah we just got to maintain positive attitudes scott and speaking of positive attitudes <laughs> we're here to talk about h2o we are here to talk about H2O, the band I picked for our first record of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had probably heard them on a few comps Definitely here and there. On a few comps. Yeah, some of the songs probably on this record. Uh, this wasn't the first record of theirs that I heard, but uh, I, this was the first, I think, new record of theirs that I heard. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm I had I had never, fan. As, as far as I recall, I had never listened to a full record by them. Okay, but I, I I definitely heard not even I I've heard some individual tracks not even on the comps, but yeah. the comp tracks I loved and I love those comps. Those if we broke down those comps to how much percentage of like listening time of a certain yearly period they probably had the most for five six. Oh years man, because yeah, those comps were like the greatest because you get all these great bands, one two songs each, usually mm-hmm. one, but. Like it, it, like every band's. I don't, I don't want to say we're completely different, but same genre, but different sound sometimes. And it's just, yeah, it, it was like listening to punk rock radio without commercials. Yeah, it yes. was great. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was very yes. It was excellent. And they were cheap. They were usually like four or five bucks at most. Yeah, and that was like the one of the best ways to find new bands back in that mm-hmm. time because we didn't have internet like that you just had these super cheap comps all the thank you notes on the back of jackets of cds that you bought already pictures of the band wearing different t-shirts so you went and checked out that band you know record label like other bands on record labels that was the only way to find music back then although it may be i i don't know if it helped i mean i definitely discovered new bands from it but i think it's proof from this like i heard i loved those h2o songs but i never ventured out and cared about listening to another record i was like i got those right, songs i'm good right yeah but yeah, but I, I was i was still aware of h2o even outside of that 
Um, and yeah. we'll get into that, I think, w- within the notes and within my notes. But there's obvious okay. reasons for that at a certain point. Well, let's jump into the notes then. H2O is an American hardcore punk band who formed in New York City in 1994. While touring as a roadie for Sick of It All, Toby Morse would sometimes sing with the band during encores. In late 94, Morse decided to start his own band and formed H2O in the Lower East Side of Manhattan with guitarist Rusty Pistachio and bassist Eric Rice. No, that's not a real name. Yeah, it is. His, uh, no. I mean, it might not be his like born <laughs> with name, but that's his that's his legal name is Rusty Pistachio. That seems so unreal. It's so great. Toby then included his brother Todd Morse as a second guitarist and drummer Todd Friend, both formerly members of the band Outcrowd. So Toby's brother and the new drummer Todd were from the Outcrowd. And I didn't know that band at all. It's also interesting how much Sick of It All seems to pop up in a lot of shit. Like just one level removed from what you and I are super into. They're like just right there. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. But we've talked about it. Both of us have like not gotten into sick of it all. Like we tried, and it was just like okay, sure. I think there was one record I listened to that I mostly yeah. enjoyed, but I, I don't think I ever ventured out past that. Yeah, I think it's that weird connective tissue between punk and hardcore that H two O kind of perfected. I think, but yeah. it was before it was perfected when it was just it just seemed a little weird. Yeah, I don't know. I just never got into them like that h2o uh toured relentlessly through most of 95 and 96 opening up for almost every hardcore band that hit the east coast including an opening slot on a rancid bill at the roseland ballroom uh they opened for quicksand on long island in the summer of 95 uh and a european tour opening for sick of it all in civ another huge early show was when the band opened for no doubt at Tramps, New York City, on Easter in 1996. What a weird story for people to have. Hey, I saw No Doubt in H2O and on Easter. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I super weird that they opened for, like, Sick of, sick of It All and Civ, and then, like, a month later opened for No Doubt. Like, how... What a weird crossover. I think the well, it's because they have that crossover appeal to themselves, like they're punk and hardcore, so like, yeah. they can do both. And no doubt, you can see a punk band opening for no doubt. That's not a problem. Yeah, it's just wild, wild to me. <laughs> also, in '96, the band released their self-titled debut album and went on to tour that summer with the bands Shelter and Murphy's Law. Have you listened to Murphy's Law at all? I know the name, but I've never listened. I know one record of theirs, and then I think they're kind of questionable as far as their morals um, go. I'm guessing they're a hardcore band. Yeah, yeah. That's um. <laughs> there's a lot of <laughs> a lot of that in hardcore. It's it, there's there's definitely a lot of positives, but there's uh, there's there's oh, a yeah. bit of negatives in hardcore music. There there's well, a lot of anger goes into hardcore music, and I think that leads it's that lends itself to time, uh, yeah. it lends itself to bad people being. <laughs> being in it yeah uh in october the band performed at cbd cbgb's and also toured with social distortion we covered social distortion okay. we did i know one record by them and then i know because yeah. story story of your life wasn't on that record right no no yeah, i know i know life. and then i i know that song in june 97 h2o quickly recorded their follow-up record thicker than water featuring new bassist adam black 
and released the album in October. They toured all over the world until the end of the year and through 98. During that time, the band toured with The Misfits, Pennywise, Sick of It All, Civ, The Mighty Mighty Boss Tones, and they also toured uh, with Warped Tour in 98 and 99. Then they toured Japan for the first time in 97 and again in 98, and at the time, H2O started receiving airplay on MTV with their video Ever Ready off of Thicker Than Water. Okay. So they, they got onto MTV a little bit. Okay. I think that's that crossover appeal too. Like they, yeah. And, and late nineties. I mean, that's when, you know, you got your corn. That, yeah. You got your limp biscuits. Yeah, right. That's when the world kind of started shifting towards different types of, or the popular world kind yeah. of started shifting towards different types of heavier music. They kind of slid right in there with some questionable artists involved. Oh yeah. And it's like H2O has never been, questionable to me like i know we've talked about it before with a different band and a different front man how we were saying they were kind of like what we knew was morally right which turns out to be full of shit but toby morris oh, i know i know what you're talking about yeah yeah toby yeah, morris for h2o has always been like my morally true north that's rough to he put is, on a, a dude you don't know personally though that's rough it and i and yeah and like I obviously I don't know him yeah. personally, but like through yeah. his music, through H two O, he's always steered me in the right direction. So much so that of what a couple years ago I was having that rough patch, and I found him on Cameo, yes. and I I uh, requested a like a message from him. Oh, pep talk! Like paid fifty dollars for a pep talk from Toby. Yeah, it was yes. it was fantastic. I still have it. I listen to it every once in a while, but he's just always been this really cool positive guy who doesn't seem to be wrong morally <laughs> to me like at all like he's just i i, I struggle I putting like like and I, I get where you're coming from but personally i struggle with putting that on anybody who i don't see like function in everyday society because I have no idea what they right. could be doing. Like they could, this could all be a show. I've been duped too many times. We, you mentioned it about that other band. We, we, we oh, were duped sure. with, I mean, it was yeah. the Matt, Chris Angel basically pulled a curtain back on that thing and said, look at this guys. <laughs> it, it, we've been, it's been, yeah. there was, there's people who yeah. have had illusions for 25 years, even, or even long, look at fucking Bill Cosby. If you want to go that far. Yeah. I mean, like just the people that you think are the great, it's, it's rough. It's, it's, it's hard for me to do that. Yeah. And, do I think that the positivity and we'll get into this because I have some of this in my notes, the positivity is a good thing. Yes, I agree. Yeah. But I think there are some negatives to that being your whole identity also. Oh, no, I yeah, I totally get that. And as a teenager, 20 year old, 30 year old, 40 year old, I'm definitely not yeah. that dude. Like I can't be positive all the time. And But when I know I'm down and I need like that kind of jump start yeah. H2O or even um, Toby has a podcast uh, that he does, man, I, I listen to H2O or throw on an episode of a podcast and I start to see the light a little bit. <laughs> you're coming out of it. The world gets less, the world gets less dark. <laughs> and and I'm not saying you're wrong in that at yeah. all. Like if it makes you feel better and if what you're doing is helping you, I'm, I would never say that's a bad thing. Yeah. Unless you're hurting somebody, but you're not hurting. Oh no, for sure. Yeah, no, like this, 
me saying it is just a, a personal thing. Like he's just uh, one of those dudes that I really look up to. I'm not trying to put him up on this pedestal, but <laughs> don't he's worry. One of those dudes I that will, I look uh, to. I will prevent him from being on that pedestal. Every time you put him up, I'm gonna fucking cut his knees out. Also, I have nothing. I have nothing against. I have nothing against yeah. him personally. I know nothing. Like I, it's, this isn't like I'm <laughs> planting like rumors. Just, I don't yeah, know. Knock him down. I'm just saying, uh, gen- generally for me, that's something I can't do. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we can never know everything, right? But uh, from what I do know about him, he's just, like I said, he's he's one of those pick-me-ups for me, uh, morally and mentally and emotionally. So I I appreciate Toby. He's fantastic, super cool guy uh, that I don't personally know. Great disclaimer. <laughs> Great disclaimer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, in May 1999, H2O recorded and released their third album, FTTW, uh, and made a video for One Life, One Chance. The band again toured in Europe, Japan, and the U.S. year-round and into 2000. While touring the Warp Tour in 99, the band shared a tour bus with the band Seven Seconds. They would also go on to tour with No Effects, The Bouncing Souls, Seven Seconds, and Saves the Day. <laughs> Saves the Day pokes in there weird. Isn't that weird? Isn't yeah. that weird? Yeah, that's a weird one. FTTW was released on May 18th, 1999. It was the band's final album put out on Epitaph before they moved over to MCA. The album features guest vocals from Dickie Barrett from the Mighty Mighty Boston, Tim Armstrong from Rancid, Roger Merritt from Agnostic Front, Ryunosuke, I I think he's a, from a Japan uh, Japanese band. Uh, I didn't I couldn't find what band he's from. Freddie Kreisen from Madball, Anthony Civarelli from Civ. Denise Merritt from Lady Luck, Melissa Corrales, Wendy Schnarrs, got that wrong, and the band Under the Gun. The album was produced by punk legend Brett Garowitz. Oh, there he is. Never leaves. Yeah. Always pops up. Yeah, That's yeah. A, if you were one of those pretentious assholes that sorted your your record collection in a way that wasn't alphabetical, you would have a giant fucking <laughs> Brett Garowitz collection. Like that section Me? of your record collection would 100%. be 100%. Yeah. Oh yeah, everything Epitaph, dude. He, everything good that came from Epitaph, Brett had a hand in. I I love his body of work. That's all the notes I have for H two O in the record. And that's why I kind of went back in history and covered some of the other records because okay. there wasn't a whole heck of a lot. I mean, it's New York you City have, hardcore. When we when we get into the actual record, do you have w- what features are on what tracks? Yeah, I have a few. Okay, because I I didn't hear one feature. I didn't hear one. You did it. Nope. Oh wow. <laughs> sure did. Okay. Sure. Sure okay. did not. <laughs> Do you know why though? Do you know why I think that it didn't click like that? Is because I'm used to H2O and comps, so I'm used to hearing songs yeah. and songs, songs, oh. different vocalists, different vocalists, different sure. vocalists. So I don't even think like I heard one song, yeah, man. and then I'm like, oh, I know this song. And the next song, somebody could else could be on. I'm like, okay, yeah, another song, great. Weird. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it is weird. Yeah. No, I, weird. I have it written down. Yeah. So albums released May 1999. Okay. Uh, coming out on the fourth, we have the Bouncing Souls with Hopeless Romantic. I know that song from from Comp. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. I love that song. Uh, I do love that song. I I love the record. Do you have you not listened to a Bouncing Souls record all the way? I've through? listened to a few, but I don't know which ones. Okay. All right. Hopeless Romantic was a big like. It's funny. Some of these are like big ones for me because of the time. Yeah. Right. So mm-hmm. bouncing souls, hopeless romantic is a 
big one for me from them. I love that record so much. I I don't know if it's one I listen to, but I know I love that track, so maybe I did. I don't know. Also on the fourth, we have Chevelle with point number one. I, I don't think I've ever. I don't know that I, one. I think I listened to one. Was there a Chevelle record on that hundredth we had or no? I think so, but it wasn't the one that no, I knew. One. I think it was a new one for me, yeah. So I listened to that one and maybe the other big one, and I think Chevelle had a hit, but I don't remember what it was. Yeah, they did off of, oh, fuck, I can't remember what the record is that I really enjoyed, but yeah, it was that big hit was on that record. Couldn't tell you. Nope, couldn't tell you. I I own it. On vinyl? I remember it, though. Yeah, I do. Yep. Wild. That I own a Chevelle record on vinyl? Yeah, it feels weird. I feel like that doesn't get a lot of uh, turntable play. Oh, no. I bought it specifically because I love that one song. <laughs> All right, that's fair. Uh, I, I do love the record. It's called Wonder What's Next is the name of the record. That doesn't even sound familiar to me. I'd have to see the cover. The single is called The Red. Uh, also on the fourth, we have Black Label Society with Sonic Brew. That's uh, an okay one. There's, as you, okay. as you know, there's like two black, there's, there's tiers to Black Label Society for me. And that yep. would be on the second tier for me. Okay. Like like most of their records, but it's enjoyable. <laughs> I have to, I have to be in a mood, but it's enjoyable. Also on the fourth, we have Neurosis with Times of Grace. I've definitely listened to a few Neurosis records, but I couldn't tell you which ones. I don't think I ever have. I, I like I know of them. I don't think I've ever. I don't even know if I've ever listened to a single track of theirs. It's kind of like that thing where I sit. I sit down and sometimes think, "Wow, wow, Neurosis is definitely somebody's favorite band." <laughs> Like it's somebody like, really really likes his band. There's somebody that is, it's um because I, I I used to think about this. I heard it some it might have been on a, a podcast somewhere, but somebody said there are people out there that Steve Miller band is somebody's favorite band, and that feels weird. Yeah, I, I'm not that dude. <laughs> I don't but think yeah, I, I don't definitely... dislike the Steve Miller band or Neurosis, but right. But there's, there's people that favorite. are nuts about them. Yeah, yeah, right. Coming out on the 11th. We have Atari Teenage Riot with 60 Second Whiteout. No idea who that is. 60 Second Wipeout. My bad. I roughly know Atari Teenage Riot. It might just be by name. Okay. Because I can't pull anything out of my out of my head. I don't know them at all. I don't know if I've ever heard the name. Oh, okay. Uh, well, this is one you have heard the name of. Snoop Dogg came out with No Limit Top Dog on the 11th. Yeah. I mean, off show, you've been you've been vocal on Snoop Dogg's uh, career. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I uh, I think Doggy Style was the only record that he did that did anything for me. And then even then, the singles were the only thing that did anything. And I think without those singles, uh, he's kind of nobody in the in the rap game. Uh, see, I don't think so. he's such a personality. He's such a figure. He's such yeah. a character. I've never heard of Snoop Dogg feature that I wasn't in, enjoying. Like, I'm not saying he's the best rapper of all time, but when he shows up, I'm like, yeah, I like this vibe. I like Snoop Dogg for this one track. I just don't need it for all of them. Right. I get it. But I'm saying without without those singles, he wouldn't have been anybody. I mean, isn't that, is, couldn't the same be said about every artist if they don't have singles? I suppose. <laughs> I suppose. But I mean, what singles from any other record of his do you know? Drop it like it's ha. Drop it like it's ha. Drop it like it's ha. That was a feature, wasn't it? That wasn't him. No, nah, it was Did him and Pharrell. It's off his record. record. It's off his record, I believe. Oh, is it off of Snoop's record? I, I believe so. All right, I could be wrong, but I believe so. Um, he put a reggae album out, Snoop Lion. I remember it. I remember that. Yeah. 
solid. I know there's there's probably at least one or two other Snoop Dogg quotes or back hits that yeah. you you know, but I can't I can't pull them off off top. Yeah, I don't know. I I just I went back and listened to Doggy Style again, and it just did not hit like it did back in the nineties. Yeah, and like, even I the nostalgia you, factor wasn't there for me. I've I've never been hot on that record. I love Snoop Dogg. And I get yeah. why the record's important, but I yeah. just, I, it, it's never been like, put it this way. I don't even own it. So that tells you. Like, I don't either. Where I'm at with that. Because like, I, I like it, but I don't yeah. see myself. You know what I need today? I need some doggy style. I'm, I'm good. I'm all right. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. But I think Snoop yeah. Dogg is one of the coolest dudes of all time. <laughs> and I, I love Snoop Oh, Dogg. don't get me wrong. Like he, he seems like just, just the, the company he keeps is wild. <laughs> Martha like, Stewart. He seems like he, yeah, he could get along with anybody. Like I'm, I'm for it. I appreciate that. Uh, look forward to the Snoop Dogg discography draft episode. Oh man, How that would be wild. I'm gonna. He's look got up. at least ten, I think. And Snoop, the Snoop Lion record counts. Oh, for sure. He has. Oh my god, twenty. Holy cow! Twenty solo. Does he really? And then eight collab records. Oh my god, so twenty. 28 records 28 records and see we couldn't pull more than four singles no there's more. <laughs> there's more but but again like this is also from the time of like yes they had those superstars but you just keep putting music out you keep grinding you make your life and you live it but snoop dogg yeah. became a celebrity kind of separate from his musicals almost because he was such a character yeah man we might do a snoop dogg discography draft but It'll have to be one of those where we have more than one week. If we're listening to 28 records, I need more time than one week. Yeah, 28 records. That's crazy. Yeah, that's nuts. I know. I'm looking at these. I know six of them. Six of I I know six of his regular solo, and I know two of his collab records. So I know eight out of 28 records. That's a lot of new music to listen to. Especially if you're not feeling Snoop Dogg. It's rough 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 yeah yeah uh on the 11th also ricky martin's self-titled record no idea what was on it it's not living la vida loca that was earlier right i mean 99 was it living living la vida loca oh no no, it it was yeah 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 it is wild so big big ricky martin time wasn't he in menudo yes but who he get his start in that that they (laughs) they just they just replaced them like that was one of the it's one of the craziest things ever it's like oh hey he's getting revolving door throw him out yeah on the 17th we have the melvins with the maggot i know who the melvins are i've seen like a live performance by the melvins i didn't not at a show like a youtube video that somebody was playing when i was somewhere Sure. I have no, no, nothing against the Melvins. I know very little of them. I don't know this record at all. They're like the sick of it all realm. Yeah, where I right, know right. That maybe heard a track or two. Also on the 17th, we have Moby with Play. What was the big Moby record, I think? I'm pretty sure I know it was. You're, and I, I know was you're definitely not of, into it. Not at all. Love Moby. Big Moby, dude. No, not at all. Can't stand Moby or that genre of music. I saw him as an actor in something or in a sketch, and he was really? genuinely funny. And like, it was all based around him being Moby. And like, it kind of he, like it's just, it was it proved to me like, oh, he doesn't take himself too seriously, which is crazy. I don't know. Okay, twenty two studio albums for Moby. No, we I refuse. <laughs> We're not doing a draft. 
We're not doing it. I can't. I can't. 21? I think it's 21. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I I refuse that Although one. Although it looks like some of them are live, so we could get rid of those. So there's like probably 17, 18? No. Nope. Well, it looks like we got a clock in for a you moment. Can, you can have them all. I'll do it myself. I'll we'll do the episode somebody myself. I'll listen to well, actually, I, it's not really a draft if I do it alone, is it? It's just me ranking Moby's nope. albums. You you will <laughs> rank them. That's it. On the 18th, we have AFI with Black Sails in the Sunset. I not not one that I had a lot into, to be honest with you. Oh no! Like I know it and I've listened to it. I really really like that one, but I didn't. AFI wasn't. It's weird because there's two different AFIs. Obviously, everybody who's listening to oh, AFI yeah. knows that. Yeah, and, hugely different. And they were both introduced to me as if they were two separate bands. And I oh, like okay. them I like them both almost. So it's sure. it's weird. I mean they they kind of feel like two separate bands. I think Sing the Sorrow could be considered connective tissue if you look at it at a that, from a certain I was angle. gonna say that's the like the transition record. Yeah. From really from this era, the Black Sails and the Sunset, The Art of Drowning, which was the next record. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, Sing the Sorrow was from the the transition from, like, the more Misfits-style punk rock to their more poppy electro kind of stuff. Kind of metal. That they did with December Underground. Yeah. I I like it. I lo- And maybe because Sing the Sorrow is my favorite record by them, maybe mm. that's why I like both of them. Because it's right. both in there. I don't know. Sure. I like them both. I know that's I not think really part of drowning is my favorite of theirs. It's not really in vogue to say, but I like them both. Also on the 18th, we have suicidal tendencies with freedom. That's not, I only know the big one of theirs. The one with the first uh, self-titled. Yeah. That's the only one of theirs. I know too. Yeah. I think I downloaded their whole discography, but I only cared about that first one anyway. Also on the 18th, we have death by stereo. If looks could kill, I'd watch you die. I know the band. I wrote it on a lot of folders as a young boy. But <laughs> I don't think I ever listened yeah. to them. Gotcha. Uh, also on the 18th, a big one for you, Backstreet Boys with Millennium. Man, not that's not just a big one for me. That's a big one for the world. That that album was huge. Not not this guy. It was but so the rest of the world. Big. It was yeah. so big. Those hits are amazing. That's an amazing record. I, I love that record so much. I bought it on picture disc because it's the only way I could get it. Yeah, that, I hate that. Hate that. Now that I think about it, I may own it on picture disc and regular now because that was one of those where I was like, I got the picture disc. Oh, well, got to buy the regular one. So you can actually spin it and listen to it. <laughs> yeah, although I have noticed that some picture discs have much better quality than others. I think. Do you know what ruined picture discs, I think? I think it was the Disney soundtracks that ruined picture discs. I don't know what oh. they did, but they, like, make mm. the paint super thick, so it, like, really muffles the sound. Gotcha. Because I have, between that Backstreet Boys picture disc, the Devil Wears Prada Plagues picture disc, and the Attic Smart Alex picture disc I have, they're all listenable. Right. Now, if you put them on a Crossley, like, I'm not saying I have a $4,000 turntable, but I have a turntable yeah. that's a little better than a Crossley. If you put it on a Crossley, it might sound like garbage. I don't know. I have a Newfound Glory self-titled picture disc that it doesn't sound bad, but I wish I had, like, a regular one. Also, I wonder how much of this is you and I listening to the completely compressed MP3 files and CDs that we were listening <laughs> to. So then, right. like, when we, when we hear a a potentially 
it's not that doesn't have the depth that a normal vinyl would. We, we're just like, yeah, it sounds fine because we listen to those compressed files for so long. Right. Yeah. Possibility. Uh, coming out on the 21st, we have In Flames with Colony. I liked Colony. I liked Colony. I, I was never a huge In Flames guy, but I had a, a time where I was listening to some In Flames. On the 25th, we have Len with You Can't Stop the Bum Rush. At some point, I'm going to have to go through this whole podcast and write down the amount of CDs I've said that I've gotten from Columbia House because it has to be <laughs> over. It has to be over. What it is. I, know, I know that was one of them. Yeah, that so was the, uh, you can't steal my sunshine. I know it's not for me. If you steal oh, my, my sunshine, sunshine, keep you bursting on my feet. If you steal my sunshine. I, I yeah, loved yeah. that song. And the rest of the record, as I recall, was unlistenable. <laughs> That's yeah. what I recall. I may revisit yeah. it at some point, but who oh boy, do I remember that song? Be- that was in that time where it's like, we got him. We hooked that was him. A- we we don't care if yeah. the record sucks. And that was a big song. Like oh, when I worked at Vans, we had um, VHS tapes that played music videos, okay. and that song that song was heavy rotation on those VHS tapes. I remember that. Man, I wish I could get my hands on a Len VHS tape right now. I ended up stealing a bunch of those <laughs> Vans VHS tapes, so I guarantee maybe, I have that song on. Maybe you shouldn't put that on wax. <laughs> Is there eh, a statue of limitations on that? There has to be. They okay. they gave them to free to the stores. Like we were supposed okay. to destroy them, and All I just right. had a problem with destroying them. So oh yeah, if you were supposed to destroy them, I don't have anything against that. All right, All right. yeah, good. So yeah. Scott's a criminal. Continue. Oh yeah, that's we've known that for years. Uh, also on the twenty fifth, we have ICP with the amazing Jekyll Brothers. Weird that you and I were talking about ICP yesterday, but yep, we uh, sure I don't. Were. I don't know that one. Maybe I maybe don't know I that one it. either. But it doesn't sound familiar. Like, I guarantee I know the cover art, but I don't yeah. know any of the music off of it. Yeah. That, that's probably it. And if, if I listened yeah. to it, maybe I would be like, oh, I remember this song. But who knows? I probably wouldn't. This is too late for me. I was never, we, we talked about it yesterday. I was never a big ICP guy. But anytime I jumped in a friend's car that was driving me around in the 90s, somebody always had ICP cassette in the tape deck. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. <laughs> Last on the list, released on the 25th, Anti-Flags, A New Kind of Army. All right, so let's look at the charts. Yep. On the charts, do you want the 200 or the Hot 100? Millennium has to be on there at some point. Let's go Let's go with the 200 first. The 200 first, okay. Uh, Billboard 200, week of May 22nd, 1999. Coming in at number five, we have Come On Over by Shania Twain. That's a big song. I didn't know that was Shania Twain. Yep. Uh, coming in at number four, we have various artists <laughs> with the Rough Riders Ride or Die Volume One release. Oh yeah, no, that thing was hard. That's a hard yeah. record. I was never a Rough Riders guy, so I don't know. Also, bet you there's a lot of F slurs thrown around on there. This is a very anti-gay time hip hop music. I was gonna say, '99 is very rough. yeah, very rough. Yeah, there's it's rough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Coming in at number three, we have the London Symphony Orchestra with the Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace soundtrack. Wow. Um, talk about a place that you just took me that I have zero knowledge <laughs> on. Yeah, Symphonies you... and Star Wars, I'm, I got nothing. Yeah. Coming in at number two, we have TLC with Fan Mail. 
there i hey <laughs> chalk it there up another cd i got from columbia house <laughs> <laughs> no and then i don't want no scrubs a scrub is a guy that can't get no love from me hanging out the passenger side of his best friend's ride trying to holler at me i loved that fucking record wow that I love yeah that record. i love that video that video screams like 2000 like th- they had the flashing lights i don't think i know that video at all they had like the flashing like almost like blinkers on them really and, i'm gonna like, have to all, look that yeah. up yeah i i loved it because i don't remember I, it this was a big mtv time for me this was and it's weird because i don't think the demo of mtv was supposed to be nine-year-olds but here we are <laughs> here we are i did a lot of things younger than i should have yeah that's true um coming in at number one we have tim mcgraw with a place in the sun Ooh, i'm sure there's a hit off that right because I i'm sure there is yeah yeah i wasn't expecting that all right yeah. yeah. So some other other records on the list that we would know. Coming in at number six, we have Britney Spears with Baby One More Time. There it is. Man, big record. Big record. Yep. Ew, number- ew. Maybe oh. my first CD I ever owned? But no, because that was Kid Brit- Rock. Britney Spears. Britney Spears and Kid Rock might be one, too. My first CDs I ever owned. Wow. And that kind of checks out yeah. for where yeah. I live in my world. <laughs> like if you took those two seeds and planted them together, the tree that they grow is a hundred percent my musical tastes. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. Come in. Number eight. We have Nas with I am. I don't know that record very well. No, I think this is the one where he looks like a Pharaoh on the cover. Yeah, it is. Yeah. No, I do not know this. I yeah, know. I, I know his first record. That's it. That's all I know. I've listened to and oh, Illmatic is all you know. Illmatic and then his new ones. Starting at starting at King's Disease. Yeah, probably. I think I listened to Nostradamus once, but that's because okay. people were saying how bad it was, and I had to see if they were telling the truth. Oh wow, you you didn't listen to Stillmatic? Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'd have to. I'd have to look. Okay. But not not all since right. I've been rating things at least. Let's put it that way. Gotcha. Uh, moving on, we have Share at number nine with Believe. I, I'm not even going to attempt it, but I want to. Oh, but come I, on. I almost had you. I love that song. Uh, yeah, Cher, Cher is a killer, man. She's in my top. Yeah. Period. I love Cher. I uh, really yeah. love Cher. Uh, coming to number 12, we have The Offspring with Americana. Columbia House. Columbia House. Get those I got that record from Columbia House. Penny CDs. Yeah. 12, 12. It had to be more than 12 at this point because I think I've said 40 that I've gotten. <laughs> yeah. It has to be you like. You just did it 30. multiple times. You just oh, use somebody awesome. else's name each time. That I mean, possibility. I, yeah. I I may have actually done it twice. I may have done it twice. So that'd be like twenty four records. So that would make sense. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, coming at number uh, fourteen, we have In Sync with In Sync. This was this was these were formative musical years for pop for me. Absolutely. Yeah, this is where I was anti pop one hundred percent. This is another one where our age difference hits right in this area because I was oh, nine. Yeah. yeah, and I was <laughs> a senior in high school. Yeah, yeah, big difference. Yeah, that, those are, that's, yep. a, that's a big difference between senior in high school and nine. Right. Yeah, I was writing for the school newspaper, doing music reviews, and I wrote a trash piece on In Sync and Backstreet Boys. I remember you because I was listening to H two O. <laughs> and yeah, you couldn't be positive about these guys having a job and you know taking the world by storm. Hmm. Nope. Sad. 
So I have the longest running coming in at number 68 with 114 weeks on the charts. Matchbox 20 with yourself or someone like you. What's the big song on that? I don't know. They had like four singles off that one, I think. All right. Is that the one with like the, the airplane hat guy on the front? You're right. It is the guy with the like the bomber hat. Yeah. 3 a.m. Push back to good. Those were those were the big, big, the big ones. In the real, like, world. real world, that might be the one. I think that real world one. was a big one too. Yeah, long day was the first single. Was it the first single? Came, the, the first single off this record came out nine. Oh, this album came out ninety six. Wow, that's crazy. Feels feels later than ninety six. Whatever. That's because it was still on the charts in yeah ninety nine. Good for them. Yeah. Good for Matt yep. Fox twenty. All right, Billboard Hot one hundred. All right, week of May twenty second, nineteen ninety nine. Coming in at number five. JT Money featuring Soul with Who Dat. Okay. Yep. Don't know. Yeah. Nope. Not a clue. Nope. Coming at number four, we have Sugar Ray with Every Morning. Every morning there's a halo hanging from the corner of my girlfriend's whoopholes bed. I, I don't I know say how it's not mine, but I see if I can use it for a weekend or a one night stand. How do I remember all of those words still? That's because it played everywhere. I mean, I got to say it again. Columbia House. I had that CD and I loved it. I didn't have that one. Yeah. I loved there. There were some like um, some more rocky rock heavy tracks in that. And they weren't heavy, but there were like some more guitar driven tracks on that record that I liked a lot. I like that. record. Oh, all right. I've never been as anti. There was a, a, a couple years ago. There was a thing where they were trying to make Sugar Ray into like the new Nickelback. But I was like, settle down. Sugar Ray. Sugar Ray. They did a different thing. Leave them alone. Right. Uh, coming in number three, Sixpence None the Richer with Kiss Me. I know that maybe from Buzz Ballads, I know the song, probably. Sure. And from Kiss every me. movie. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, coming in number two, you sang it earlier or you were about to, No Scrubs by TLC. <laughs> I, I, did, I did sing a little <laughs> bit. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. And coming in number one. The aforementioned Live in La Vida Loca by Ricky Martin. She's into new sensations. Black cats and voodoo dolls. I've got a <laughs> premonition. That was going to make you fall. Yep. Wow, I yep. remember those words too. Almost. I don't think those were Man. perfect. But... You were close. You were I close. This was, big. this was big. This was big. Yeah. Time. Big pop times for me, I guess. So, H2O, FTTW, released May 18th, 1999. 18 tracks, kind of 19, uh, 34 minutes, 38 seconds runtime. Brand, what do you got for me? I like the runtime. Let's start off with Faster Than the World, the opener. Yeah. Definitely knew this. This one was off of Punkorama 4. I went and investigated and found out which Punkorama was Oh, did you look it up? Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Also, the one that friend of the show, Tom Waits, is on. He's on that one, too. Big in Japan's on Punkorama 4. Ah, yeah. I, I love that song. I've always loved this track. I love the way the symbols start the track immediately. It immediately yeah. just flooded me with nostalgia. I was like, oh, this is excellent. They yell <laughs> Pittsburgh at some point, yep. which, which... Pittsburgh, Connecticut, maybe... Detroit. Yes. Yeah, we're, we're one town in between. Maybe legitimized the song for me back then, where I was like, oh, they said Pittsburgh. Oh, we're I, good. I'm in. Dude, I always love it when I hear Detroit shouted out in a song 
It's just fun. It's it's an excellent track. I love this track. I've always loved this track. It, it's exactly what I was expecting. And it's a good album opener, without a doubt. Yeah, I love it. Uh, this has four of the uh, features on it. So we got uh, yeah. Dickie Barrett when uh, he says, what about Boston? Yeah. That's Dickie Barrett. Uh, Tim Armstrong said something. I heard it. About the Bay, I think. Okay. Uh, Roger Merritt. I, I don't remember. He's from Agnostic Front. Yeah, I don't remember what what city he shouts out though. And then Ryan Eske, uh says uh, Japan, Japan and okay. Europe. Yeah. Okay. Okay, that's cool. That that might be why I missed if the, if there's four fucking features on there. That's why because it's just people yelling. Yeah. Really, it's not, it's not like a an actual feature. No, it's just them shouting out their okay. cities or whatever. Yeah. Okay. I get it. I got it. So moving on to empty pockets. Yeah. Very quick, gets to the point, well, everything wrong is just because of empty pockets. Like, that's the point. The issue I have with this one. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a great punk song. I think there's a few things that have come out since this song that we've reassessed as to why they're happening. Fighting with the cops, Mm -hmm. not necessarily because of empty pockets. I mean, you can trace that. Uh, People shooting up the blocks. Also, not necessarily because of empty pockets. Yes, you could but connect could it at be. some point. Could yeah. be. But, but most of it's still fairly accurate. But we've reassessed some things that they mention about being empty pockets as a reason. And it's not. In 25 quite. years. Yeah. In 25 years, not quite the same anymore. But most <laughs> right. of it still applies, which is also sad. Like, I wish it didn't yeah, apply. Right? I know. But, Listening yeah. to it, I was like, oh, man. Some of this yeah. really still hits. Yeah, it's a, it's a yeah. good song, though. It's a good song. It's a quick song. Yeah. All the all these songs are good. I was going to say, they're just a bunch of quick, quick punk rock hardcore songs. Yeah, which which doesn't lend itself to a magnifying glass a lot because you're it's not really supposed to. It's really hard to critique you're not minute and a half long songs. Yeah. yeah, you're just supposed to go with it. Yeah, that's part of that's part of the reason why it was hard for me to bring you an H2O record. Yeah, because when you when you try to dissect a 60 second song Mm -hmm. it's really hard to get thoughts on the first 10 seconds and then the next 10 seconds like it's just it's a minute long it's a good track the message is there and i kind of relate to it next song yeah exactly like okay i heard it great oh it was fun it was good and you can phase in and out of it like you'd be like oh i'll listen to this one for whatever it's telling me i'll listen to this one just for its speed and for the 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 sonic quality yeah you can you can phase in and out yeah. of what you need. Let's yeah. move on to one life, one life, one chance. Yeah. Here is the second sound of H2O as opposed to like the, the more hardcore punk tracks that we've gotten. This is their other sound, which is more melodic type of hardcore, yeah. like a more, yeah. um, more sing songy type of punk. And sure. they do these sing along choruses about as good as anybody. Like the sing along choruses they, they, that they, they do are up there with the best of them. With the gang vocals and everything? Yeah. Yes. A good track here, even if I'm dealing with a bit of PTSD from toxic positivity stint in my life. Now, this is this is what I was talking about, where there was absolutely a period of my life where I was toxic positively. Like, no matter what somebody gotcha. would tell me, no matter what would come up in my life, I was under this belief and under this assumption that positivity will get you through. I'm not saying that's not true, but you have to take that with the it's okay 
to not be okay. And I didn't believe in that. And I think when right. you stop, when you stop evolving at that level and you're like, Oh, I'm done. You're doing yourself and everybody around you a disservice. I get that yeah. you're being positive, but that kind of positivity could be extremely toxic. And I am having PTSD because I was absolutely that toxic person. You were that dude. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I love this song. I covered this song. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, it's a, like it's a good a, song. I'm not saying that like half, half time acoustic. Like it was, okay. it was a big difference, but I love like, this is one of those songs that, that made me look at my life and put Toby up there as far as someone to like, I don't want to say idolize, but someone to, f- to be able to follow and kind of help mold my, my personality around. I was so negative back then. Back then. <laughs> Even more so than now. <laughs> how wild. Yeah, that's rough. Uh, that's rough. I don't know how your wife yeah. said, yeah, this is this is the guy then. This is this is him. Yeah. If you were that negative uh, back then, I don't know how she was like, Oh, I see that little kernel in there. I can we can we can work with this. Well, it's because I was listening to H two O before I met her. So Okay. So you were already you were already working positive. on it. You were already working on it. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. That checks out. <laughs> Moving on to Guilty by Association. This one is huge for me. It was on Punkorama 5. Oh, was it? Uh, yeah. Yes. The way I felt and breathed this track when I first heard it on Punkorama 5 was insane. I then felt it on the other way because then I had friends whose parents wouldn't let them at my house. Stick talking to you. <laughs> Uh, and then I had this in the third way when I went straight edge and I still hung out with everybody I hung out with that did drugs. So like at first we were guilty by association because we were all together and we looked a certain way. And even oh, though, yeah. you know, whatever. And then it was the opposite way. Like my friends didn't want the, my friends, parents didn't want them hanging out with me. So they were guilty. Yeah. And, I, and then it became the other way where I wasn't doing anything. I was probably the good influence on everybody. And I was guilty by association for still hanging out with those people. It's really right. wild. The song is incredible though. I love the song. It is hard. It's heavy. It's fast. It's, it's, it's amazing. I love guilty by association. It's one of my favorites. This one has Freddie Cersean on it uh, from, I, th- I think he's from Madball. crazy funk. It's summer hanging out with Madball. moving on to fading. Yeah, this is 100% through and through an album cut. And there's a part of me that's bummed that they have album cuts. Like it's, it's unfair. It's unfair for me to think that every song was going to be a guilty by association, that every song was going to be a faster than the world. That's unfair. But I was expecting it. There was a part of me that was like, Oh, here we go. Nothing but a record of hits. Here we go. Nothing but rippers all the way through. And then I got album cuts and like, they're fine, but to sit yeah. down and break down an album cut, it's just going to sound like I'm like shitting on it, but I'm not. Like they're good songs. They're just album cuts. Period. Yeah. The and the hook feels a bit pop punky on this one, and that's not how I've ever seen H two O was like pop punk. Band. Right. It was. It was. It was different. They were kind of testing the waters, I think, with the pop punk, mm-hmm. the the more melodic side on this record, more yeah. so than uh, before, because the record after this was uh they got signed to mca so they major label and then that got even more so pop punky but mm-hmm. that was also the time so this is 99 i think go came out in like 01 
maybe. Okay. Yeah, it's it's got more of that like newfound glory kind of sound mm-hmm. to it. There's some of that. Where it's yep, still that it's still got a little bit of hardcore influence a little bit, but more on the pop punky side. Hmm. But I love that I love that record too, but uh Toby's vocals on Go sound a little bit off to me. Okay. Like they're processed slightly. Moving on to bootstraps. Yeah. Help others respect and remember who helped you refreshing and such a bummer that this seems so out of touch now because it's just obvious. Like that's what yeah. we all should be doing. And it, it just shit. It's just, that's not the yeah. idea of pulling someone else up by their bootstraps is great. Like that whole phrase, well, I'll pull myself up by my bootstraps is so well known that grabbing yeah. somebody else's bootstraps and helping them up, helping them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's what we all should yeah. be fucking doing. As a song, it's fine, but I like the ideas presented in it more. So, like, this is one where right. I was like, I like these ideas. The song's the song's fine, but I like these ideas presented more. Yeah, I that's that's another thing with H two O. Like, I like the like I said, like the, kind of my moral compass. You know, like the ideas themselves really like they're they're kind of like ideas about or, or about the scene. You know how the scene kind of worked back then at least um that really helped me get into it and see how good you're supposed to be to (laughs) to everybody you know yeah yeah but the problem is the scene didn't agree with that a lot (laughs) who no no it didn't especially behind the scenes in the scene moving on to can i overcome yep another album cut but a good one it fits here well Hearing the lyrics about everything not being fixed by positivity is great, though. I think I unfairly, I unfairly was anti-Toby, but that seems unfair because I wasn't completely anti. But I had this mm-hmm. assumption that because of the people who adopted that personality, like me when I was toxic, who adopted that oh, personality, yeah. I thought that, like, he, yes, he's the head of that PMA movement, the positive mental attitude, all that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I unfairly... And maybe because I didn't listen to H2O other than those big hit singles that I loved, I thought maybe he was preaching the positivity in the music in a way that didn't put it juxtaposed to negativity. But there are negativity in these songs. The songs are are well-rounded when they're written, positivity, negativity here and there. Acknowledging the negativity is a big deal, that when you're toxic positively, you don't even... You don't acknowledge the negative. You just... No. Everything's positive. Yeah. So when I'm hearing some of the negativity in these songs, it's I appreciate it because it makes me take that layer off. Whereas, oh, he's not actually doing that. That's just idiots taking it upon themselves to act like that. So it helped me a bit with that. That's for sure. Oh, that's good. Moving on to Found the Truth Within. Yep. Another true album cut here. (laughs) Doesn't doesn't do (laughs) doesn't do a lot for me. It's very forgettable and not that great of a sing along hook. It's an album cut, but it's also on the lower tier of their album cuts for me. Just kind of oh, okay. a throwaway kind of a throwaway for me gotcha i love this song moving on to it always happens moving on to yep. old school recess yeah logistically and literal problems here um okay old school recess but the whole song's about saturday i know yeah i know you don't have school on saturday to have recess on saturday and then yep. you're also talking about like being adult in the scene but like recess yep, yep. Logistics, well, wants, you know, and logic are out on this one. But again, you can look over that because it's just a fun, fast punk track. You're done. You're in. You're out. Whatever. 
he wants Saturday every day for the rest of his life. Yeah, a Saturday recess. But well, you know, recess is a is a school thing or a court thing. Yeah, he's talking about court. Maybe, may, yeah, maybe that's it. Yeah, it's super quick. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, moving exactly. on to helpless, not hopeless. Uh, man, these album cuts just aren't it for me. They're fine, but yeah. I have a high bar for them as only hearing banger bangers. Like I've only ever heard the bangest of bangers. Yeah. So all these album cuts are just like, oh yeah, it's it's a fine song, but it's not their best that I've heard. <laughs> like I've heard right. their best. There's a reason they're singles. Yeah. Yeah, that's they were on the comps for a reason. Yeah. Moving on to On Your Feet. A very hardcore forward album cut. It's just kind of I'm just kind of blase about the album cuts. I don't dislike them at all, but they don't do much for me. They're quick though. So yeah. again, I was saying they go by quick. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on to Day by Day. This is a top tier album cut. Album it's cut. good. <laughs> it's good and I like it, but it's still just an album cut for me. Like yeah. at this point, I just don't know what to say about these songs because they're quick. They move by. I don't want to find something wrong with them. They're fine. They're good. Yeah. Being an album cut isn't a bad thing. Albums need album cuts. No, you can't just have single, 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 single. I mean, you can, but it's rare. It's not, rare. not it's in the hardcore good. scene. No, it, yeah, no, you're right. Not in the hardcore yeah. scene. Moving on to Force Field. I actually like this track quite a bit, but I think this is where the positivity can be talked about in length. We talked about it a bit already. I don't have to touch on it much here, but yes, there's so much negativity in hardcore and the world in general that maybe 100% positivity is trying to counterbalance that. But it mm. it turns toxic when that's the answer and there's no acceptance of the negative, which I touched on a little bit earlier yeah. like it is okay to not be okay and it and it took me a long time to hit that next level like to realize oh i do still need to evolve past this toxic positivity that i'm in so it did take me a right. while to realize oh it is okay not being okay at times but it's the dudes who think that that level is it and they never evolve they're doing more harm with their positivity than they could be with, Oh, instead of maybe instead of ignoring this and just being positive, let's try to work on it. Like that's the next level you yeah. need to hit. And right. you're not that guy. Like you, you embrace no. the negative first. <laughs> you're always the guy. That's trying to <laughs> yeah, yeah. But 2012 ish me would have worshiped this track as scripture. Gotcha. And, yeah. and now I just see it as a good song and I don't see it as what I would have taken it for in like 2012. Right. I think being the way I am, like naturally pessimistic, this song like pushes me towards the more positive side of things. And that's um, fine. That's good. Or, or that's at least good... looking looking that way. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you having been the toxic positive person you were for a moment there, you mm-hmm. get that kind of bad taste in your mouth. Whereas it's kind of like the light at the end of the tunnel for me. Yeah, that's good. I'm yeah. glad. Uh, this I'm song glad. This song also features Dickie Barrett from the Boston's. Yeah, he's the okay. other voice, the vocals on it. Yep. Moving on to Easy To Be Anti. Yep. And, uh, on this the... one has Anthony Civarelli on it from Civ. Okay, I don't know who that is. I don't know who Civ is. Oh, you don't know Civ? No. Okay. You, you've said them a few times, and the first couple of times I thought yeah. you were just saying them, but the way that you keep saying them, I'm like, oh, there's something going on. Civs is something. I don't know who they are. Oh, I, I just thought you knew. Okay, they're another yeah. New York hardcore band. Uh, no. They might get added to the list now. Okay. 
on the flip side of the last track, this track is excellent, and it's the closest that any of them have gotten to to the hits so far. Like I could see this being a almost hit. like an so, album cut that you thought was a hit. It's an album cut that's good enough that I was like, oh, this is kind of what I expected all of these tracks to be. That's how much I like this song. It's great. I actually do think this was on a comp. Okay, I I can't pull which one, but I I think I remember hearing this on a on a different comp before. Like, even though the, there's a bit of like a generic hardcore cadence and pattern in here, it's whatever. It sounds. Oh good. yeah, like I like it. Yeah, I like it. It's, it's it's a great song. Moving on to Eminem. Yep. Nothing wrong here. Just another album cut doing its job. Uh, like a bunch of these tracks, they are working class tracks. They punch in at eight. They work eight hours and they head home. <laughs> Holding it down. This is just Nine a working class, some working class hardcore punk tracks just doing their job. That's right. Getting it done on the assembly line, taking care of these tracks. It's good. It's fine. Yeah. Moving on to Reputation Calls. This should be the poster of lyrics sung versus what lyrics are. The whole first verse is 20 less words than what the lyrics say it is. The other verse isn't much better, but it's still not great. It's it's we talked about it to another band where they they say that these are lyrics that you listen to. You're like, he's not saying all that. This yeah, one gotcha. is a yeah. major, major part of that. Like there are honestly whole lines of the lyrics that he just like that's they're just glossed over. He's maybe saying the first letter of the first word and then it's to the next verse. It's crazy. It's really wild. I, I didn't look at the lyrics while listening to this, so I don't. The song's fine. I, I don't know what it's supposed to say. <laughs> I, I urge you to check that out after this episode because it's. I, I need to look at it. Yeah. Moving on to Liberate. Yeah. This one's too good. I think I may have heard it somewhere else before. It's excellent. It has the sing along, has the fast parts. This is the blueprint for what I like from them. Like, this is the kind yeah. of songs that I just want over and over and over again. What I was kind of expecting coming on the record. I'm glad I got For another sure. one other than the songs I heard, though. So I'm appreciative of that. Hey, there we go. Coming up to the closer. Follow the three-way. Big straight edge anthem. Great closer. Great. Wraps it up nicely. Uh, yeah. I have no idea what the three-way is or how to follow it. What is the three-way? I feel like it wasn't even exp- explained. No drugs, no drinking, no premarital sex. It's basically this straight edge. See, when I was straight edge, the sex one, that, no, get out of here. That's, no. <laughs> that's moving. That, that whole idea has been like, that's what like the incels and those like super alpha males and shit talk about now. And it's like, oh, that's a weird, a weird way to take it. Live your life. I don't give a shit how anybody lives as long as you're not hurting anybody else. But when I was yeah. straight edge, it was, it was no drugs, no alcohol. That's it. Done. That's it. There was no gotcha. three-way. So I didn't know it referred to as the three-way. I didn't know that. And it was never explained to me on this track either. So I'm like, oh, I guess I guess I don't know what that is. Fine. <laughs> and then uh, the hidden track, I guess, at the yeah. end. It gave yeah. me turnstile vibes. Uh, it's actually a seven seconds cover. That would make sense then. Yeah. That would make sense because turnstile... Yeah you know, goes back to that sound quite a bit and then infuse yeah. pop into it. Insane. Yeah. But yeah, it's a great closer and the hidden track is fine, but it's a great closer. Yeah. This is the one that features uh, Denise Merritt, Melissa Corrales, yeah. Wendy Schooners and uh, the band under the gun. Yeah. It's featured like on that. the not just boys fun. So then top three, top three, I have five. I got, of course you do. Me. I got yeah. guilty by association as number one. That's a fucking yeah. 
all-timer. Faster in the world, yeah. obviously number two. I like that a lot. And then I will put yep. two at number three. So I got four. I hey, will put a, a bootstraps, easy to be anti combo at number three. Okay, nice. We don't have any of the top songs together. My number five was Found the Truth Within. My number yeah, four is. is Force Field. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number three is Empty Pockets. Mm-hmm. Number two is Liberate. Mm-hmm. And my number one is One Life, One Chance. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. 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 But I I love this record. I'm a big, big H2O fan from a long time back. Yeah. I I love them. So. I I like H2O. Ask me a question. I was just going to say, I guess it comes down to it. Brand FTTW from H2O. Thrown, owned, phone, or grown. I I mean, I'm not against owning this record. But it's probably mm-hmm. just the phone. There's just too many album I cuts for me. Yeah. But the the time, the length of it, and the fact that we covered it on the show, I'm sure it'll probably pop up in the collection at some point because it's there's nothing yeah. wrong with this. And I'd love having Guilty by Association and Faster Than the World on vinyl. So I'm glad you liked it. Even like the the album cuts. I'm glad you liked your time with it. I had, I knew it was short, so I knew you weren't gonna get like deep into a whole lot of the tracks because I mean it's impossible to get deep into a 55 second track but i i like this is this is a cornerstone of the foundation of me yeah really like i said this this isn't the first record of h2o that i heard Mm -hmm. uh the first one i heard was probably thicker than water which was the one before this i think it came out in like 97 like h2o did their job of keeping me not completely in the dark in the negative of everything. Like I said, Toby, his lyrics, and then what I've seen from him, you know, in interviews and stuff like that, he's kind of been one of those moral compass, true North guys for me uh, that hasn't faltered yet. Uh, you better knock on some wood. I, I on my desk right now. Yeah, he's just always seemed like a stand-up guy. And this band it, like has a really close place in my heart uh, that I absolutely love him. And yeah, I'm glad you, you liked it enough. Yeah, no, <laughs> I liked it. Liked I it liked enough. the only time I ever did anything other than enjoy my time with it was when I had to be like, all right, I got to make notes. Because I knew it was going to yeah. be just, okay, album cut, you know, all right. But I, it's a good record. I mean, it's, I like, I, I it's thirty-four it. minutes. It's a thirty-four minute long record with eighteen tracks, nineteen tracks. Almost perfect time. Uh, Almost perfect time. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to get in depth notes on on a record like that. Yeah, and that's why we got in depth on the ideology surrounding positivity. I guess Jesus Christ. Yeah, Scott, what's your record of the week? We got to end this nightmare. <laughs> sure. Uh, <laughs> my record of the week is actually one you brought to me and I ordered with the quickness and I okay. got it in the mail yesterday. Okay. Uh, American Opera with Small Victories. Yeah. Uh, I, I enjoyed local, it, but I knew you would. Localish band that, that I didn't even know about. Very, oh, dude, man, it's like they took everything and just threw it into a blender. Like you got some ska in there. You got some sad boy emo music. You got some acoustic. You got some like sailor shanties singing. Yeah. You got some tavern songs all mixed in and just it was just right. And then like the thing that really pulled it together for me, which is really weird, 
that cover art, I love that cover art. Like that kid with the blue balloon standing in front of like the where the wild things are monster type guy. I don't know. I loved it, dude. And then like I found it on Discogs. It's a like blue and white pinwheel swirled type vinyl. I was like, I'm in. It was like 15 bucks. I I was all over it. Yeah, absolutely loved it. Yeah, it's it's super super good. It's not it's not 100 percent in my lane, but. No. Most of my enjoyment out of it when I was listening was, oh, Scott's, Scott will probably like this. Like most of my enjoyment oh, yeah. was like, I think Scott will love this. But I've had times where I think that and then you're like, oh, this sucks. I, I hate his voice or something like that. And this that's why one. I never like I never hype them up to you when I give you something I'm like, I think you'll like this. Check it out. Yeah. Like I never I'm never like, oh, you'll fucking love this. Listen to this. And then, yeah, yeah. You know, I get. You get disappointed. So I'm just like, eh, you might like this. Check this out. But I'm glad to pay. Yeah. And when I, you do that, when you do that now like i listen like i yeah. listen what was that other one american standards i listened to it was pretty good but yeah. man this american opera one just really it really hit for me this week well it's interesting because both of our records of the week are, are going to be a bands that i've listened to <laughs> <laughs> mine is the band american me and it's the album heat this thing rips pretty heavy oh that I one was good to too it. yeah i did yeah, listen it to rips it yeah. pretty heavy it's my style of uh, metalcore, deathcore type of stuff. I'm a big fan of this record. I remember having this record on my iPod. So there was a point when I downloaded, I was like, I can't wait to listen to that. And oh, yeah, delivered. Big fan of it. I like it. I don't. It's weird. I, I have not listened to a band that has America in their band name that wasn't good. That's wild. <laughs> and I'm, I'm talking even America. You remember America was my record of the week a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I, I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So records a week out of the way. Albums out of the way. Yeah. All that's left is for me to tell you what we're listening to next week, Scott. Yeah. What do we got? We've been visiting female artists for a while. A lot. Yeah. A lot. And uh, we're this week is on. I'm going to give you a, a, a break from that. But that oh, doesn't wow. mean okay. you're going to love where we're going. <laughs> <laughs> um, Great. Great. We are listening to a record from last year, from 2023. Oh, wow. One that I didn't listen to. One that I was cagey about on our year in review episode that I didn't talk much about because I knew this was going to come. Yeah. You're going to get that Mexican OT record, Lone Star Luchador. Okay. I remember you mentioning it. I will say, even me personally, and I mentioned this on our on our year in review episode. Yeah, I kind of if you want to listen to the skits, listen to them once and then take them out of the take it, take them out like it. Take them out. Not, yeah, yeah. Not not a deal. I I listened to this record since it came out all till the end of the year. Still, it's still in rotation now, and none of those skits are in my playlist. Like I, the, all the gotcha. skits, the the intros, they're all gone. I just listen to the tracks, and I love it. I am yeah. interested to see where you're at with it, but we'll get there next <laughs> week. All right. Um. So that's it. You got anything before I wrap this thing up? No, no. I'm right. I'm stoked for this new year. Yeah. Uh, I'm really glad we started off. Like we're kind of we're starting this year. For, for a little while with like the foundation of Scott, as far as me giving you records and even our drafts that we're doing that we have planned for this, these first two months, it's kind of like, we've done this enough 
where I can give you the ones that really hit for me, like the ones that really mean something to me. So it's it's kind of nerve wracking for me because it is the foundation of who I am. But I'm wow. comfortable enough that you won't shit all over it and make me crumble to the ground. Well, it's the season. <laughs> the season is Scottuary. We are here. We are in Scottuary. So <laughs> love it, love it. I mean, there, there'll be a couple rest stops at uh, at little. I have a little like outhouse on the side of the road in Scottuary season, <laughs> but but sure. it's, it's Scottuary season. So. Yeah. Tune in for that. Listeners, thank you for listening. Always. Uh, follow us on X or Twitter at AOLPod. Follow us on Instagram at AOLPod. Send, send us an email at areyoulisteningpod.com. Join the Facebook group. Link will be in the show notes. Scott, thank you for the podcast. Thank you for the episode. Thank you for the friendship. Thank you, brother. Listeners, listen to something new. Listen to something you love. Homework. Are you listening? Are you listening? Toby Morris for H2O has always been like my morally true north. He's just always been this really cool, positive guy who doesn't seem to be wrong morally. He's just uh, one of those dudes that I really look up to for... Not, oh man, I, I'm not, I'm not trying to put him up on this pedestal, but he's one of those dudes that I look to. He's always steered me in the right direction. He's just, like I said, he's, he's one of those pick me ups for me, uh, morally and mentally and emotionally. So I, I appreciate Toby. He's fantastic. Super cool guy, uh, that I don't personally know can put Toby up there as far as, Someone to like, I don't want to say idolize, but someone to, f- to be able to follow and kind of help mold my my personality around. This is a cornerstone of the foundation of me. Whoop, whoop. Like I said, Toby, his lyrics, and then what I've seen from him, you know, in interviews and stuff like that, he's kind of been one of those moral compass, true north guys for me. Yeah, he's just always seemed like a stand-up guy.